Welcome to the Num One Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the timeless journey from no one to number one. I'm your host, Jake Shannon. Uh, hi. So I got my pal with me today. We are going to start the show. Hope you guys are good. What's up, Lyrically Indigenous? Welcome. Give you a wave. What's up, Wilhelm? Good to see you. We are bringing in Facebook. We are bringing in YouTube. We are bringing in LinkedIn. Let's go. Okay, I'm trying something new today, too. I'm trying to do this not only on Instagram, not only YouTube, uh, but also on uh, Clubhouse. We'll see how this goes. All right, let's begin. Welcome to the number one podcast. Oh, that's my buddy. You can creep in here again. What's up, Bill? My son has joined us today. So uh, we're trying to do this also on Clubhouse. So because if I do this on Clubhouse, then I can actually have callers and you guys can hear the conversations. So uh, if you're on the Clubhouse app, go over to Clubhouse right now and find the number one podcast with me, Coach Jake, right? And we will start the conversation. So hopefully that will, hopefully that'll work out. Um, hey, Liam, you've got a job, all right? If you see somebody come on here, you got to let me know on the clubhouse. Okay, watch the notifications. So uh, it's great. Now I got help. This is going to be fantastic. My young, my young producer. Liam Shannon. All right. So, um, what do you think of the new backdrop? I'm actually going to do something really cool. Super excited. I'm getting a number one neon sign. Going to hang it here, create like a whole ambiance. It's going to be cool. Right. So, um, uh, please check us out on clubhouse. I want to see if any of you guys jump on. Um, let me see if I can invite some people too. See how this works. Invite people. Let's ping some people. Do you know any of these people, Billy? Nope. Especially when you're scrolling through. Well, okay. So the theme for today is adapt and improvise, right? So, you know, the whole theme of the podcast, number one podcast, is kind of discussing the journey from being a no one to being number one, right? The play on words, no one and number one. And so that's the whole theme of this podcast. And I want to talk about um, what are, okay, listen, man, if I want you either in the scene or out the scene, are you going to get in here or not? Okay. Then you got to hit sit still because otherwise it'll be distracting for everybody. Right. So, um, I got to watch that. All right, let's go back. Just watch here. Okay. So I want to, um, talk about this idea of adapting and improvising, right? So this was a a concept that was uh, taught to me by the late, great Carl Gotch. Wonderful, fantastic human, badass human, one of the toughest people on the planet uh, during the entirety of his life, really tough. Uh, World famous for being uh, probably maybe the world's leading exponent for catch as catch can during his lifetime. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was really super influential and not only influential in the fight sports game, but also uh, influential as a uh, trainer of athletes. He was famous for really 
rigorous conditioning programs. So I was fortunate to know him. I was fortunate to be mentored by him for a number of years uh, immediately before his passing in 2007. Brilliant guy. And he used to always say to me, you know, that you've got to be able, hey, what's up, Kenny? Let me give you a wave, homeboy. So he used to, Carl used to say to me all the time that um, you've got to be able to adapt and improvise, right? So that sound, some of these things sound so obvious, but like I noticed so many people have a hard time with it. Uh, let me give you an example where this, I think, um, applies beyond the wrestling ring, beyond uh, grappling into this, uh, into the business world, frankly. So let's just look at lockdowns, which were a complete fucking joke. We know that the data does not support what happened. We know that there were awful ramifications, increases in suicide, increases in uh, violent crime, domestic violence, um, all kinds of real bad things that happened because of bureaucrats, because we listened to bureaucrats. Businesses, it, it was like a nuke to small business. We forget all this very quickly, talking about adapt and improvise, but we're adapting and improvising to their story, to their narrative. So many of these businesses that went out of business did so because they couldn't pivot. Because they couldn't pivot quick enough. What's up, Rick Brown? Good to see you, man. Talking a little bit about uh, the ability to pivot, to adapt and improvise. So, man, you know, for me and my wife, we have a couple of different companies and we were 100% affected by the lockdown bureaucratic policies not COVID. Everybody in my family's had it. We're all alive, including my 79 year old mother with uh, COPD. Okay. This is what I was saying from the very beginning. It was a bunch of bullshit. And I can't believe people fell for this crap from the bureaucrats, but they did. And they shut down everything. So my wife and I have a company called Gatemaster Software. Check it out. Gatemaster.com. Gatemaster Technology. And um, it's a point of sale ticketing platform, does everything actually. I mean, that's really not uh, giving it credit. It does all the business logic you need to run a family entertainment center. And that's something big, like a huge attraction, like a water park, which we do, or, um, or you know, amusement park, as well as like laser tag, bowling, anything that, that you would run, uh, museums. So uh, we've been around for 27 years. Now, the big industry conference and, and group um, that represents the attractions industry is called IAPA. And I'm not sure what the acronym stands for off the top of my head. Anyway, they put out some stats. The attractions vertical, the attractions industry was hit 70 times, not 17, 70, 70 times harder than the restaurant industry. And we all know what happened to restaurants during lockdown destroyed so many mom and pop businesses. And of course, a set, they weren't essential, uh, such bullshit. Anyway, there are several that survived and thrived. And in fact, you know, I need you to understand that more millionaires were created during the great depression than any other time in history. But why? Because they didn't buy into the narrative, into the negativity and the bullshit. And they, um, they adapted, they improvised, they figured out how to pivot. They changed quickly. Okay. So for example, 
You know, I'm working with a company right now, uh, a fantastic award-winning distillery, the first distillery in Northern Colorado. It's called Feisty Spirits, F-E-I-S-T-Y spirits.com. Check them out. And, you know, they, they've been having a hard time post-COVID because they don't have a uh, big distribution like some of the bigger, um, the bigger groups, right? The bigger uh, distilleries. So we've had to pivot. So we innovated, we adapted, we improvised, we looked at what they have, and now we've created this thing called the ultimate whiskey experience. It's amazing, actually. So, you know, there's multiple tiers, so you can get in where you fit in, but starting at the top for 14 grand, you don't have to be Conor McGregor. You can have your own personal blend, your own proprietary blend, guided, of course, by these 30-time award-winning distillers at Feisty, um, and have your own barrel, your own entire barrel of, of uh, whiskey that you made and your label, approximately 300 bottles, okay, which comes to roughly, I think it's like 50 bucks a bottle or something. So we've done that at that level, corporate clients, somebody like, like Adobe or Facebook or some large company can buy for 15 grand, have 50 or 300 ish bottles with their own label, everything, and send it out as gifts to their high end clients. I mean, to impress them. But, you know, we realized like not everybody can afford 15K. So now there are options to get in at like 1400 and I think 4,000. 4, I don't know the numbers. You could send me an email or a, um, a DM or whatever, and I could send you the offer and it'll show you all the stuff that you get at the different levels. But now you can have your own whiskey. But see, the point of this is, is that we pivoted. Instead of like, oh my God, you know, and throwing in the towel or, you know, discounting our prices, which is the stupidest thing you can do. We tweaked, we looked at what we had and improved it, right? So, so, you know, this is, that's not just with like other companies. I've done that with my own company. So, you know, um, with, uh, we've done it with Game Master. I've done it with Scientific Wrestling. How do you wrestle with six feet of social distance? You know, we know that how the gym industry was hit by that. And a, a few of them pivoted and prospered and a lot of them went out of business. So what I did, what did I do? I decided I'm like, I need to help these gyms. So I created the scientific wrestler. You see, I should probably have a banner for that. You know what? I'll create one right now. Scientific wrestler. Add banner. Boom. Let's see. Show. There we go. Scientificwrestler.com. And what that allows people to do is it's an affiliate fight gym program. And it allows people to um, use the scientific wrestling brand that I'm very, very proud of. It's taken me tw almost 20 years, 2003, next year, 2023, will be my 20 year anniversary working on this project. And I've surrounded myself with the very, 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 literally the best. Everybody says, oh, the very best. I mean, I'm like, fucking this shit's documented. Fuck you, if you're saying that, or you're the greatest. Everybody wants a piece of what I've created, okay? Even my competition, dude, they're dying 
But the reason is, is because I really, you know, everybody else is selling freaking Priuses and I'm selling a Lexus. It's all Toyota Corp, but I got the high-end product, right? So um, now people can resell the entire IP library that I offer. So now they can, you know, let's say lockdowns happen. They can move to an online model and start teaching online using the curriculum and the footage that I've amassed. Uh, and I'm not sure if he's still on, but my buddy Kenny Lester calls it the, the Library of Alexandria of Grappling. And I think that's a great, I think that's a great um, name because I've gathered all this fantastic information. But I've now shared that so people can make money with it, right? And so that's my pivot. I make money, they make money, and, and the customers, despite bureaucratic bullshit, okay, I'm gonna just tell you something, dude, fucking COVID, I mean, give me a goddamn fucking break. Wrestling, we've been dealing with like MRSA, okay? COVID's like on par with ringworm. That's okay, you get it, it's no good, but fix it, and you'll be back on the mats, especially if you're young and healthy, okay? So, um, you know, I just want you guys to really not throw in the towel, try to adapt and improvise. And this requires kind of a quickness of mind. This is why we do so much training. I do, you know, I can't tell you how many, I've been trying to think about this, how many seminars and training camps I have done since I started doing them. Um, and how many people I have taught. It's got to be thousands. It has to be tens of thousands, at least. And that's not counting. That's counting in person. Tens of thousands of people in person, not counting this kind of stuff digitally through um, all the DVDs, CDs, uh, podcasts, radio shows, things that I've been doing for the last 15 years or whatever. So, um, you know, I want you guys to always have hope. There, There's a solution to every problem. Now, I'm going to be honest, some problems take generations to solve. For Miles' last theorem, I mean, these things take generations, some of these problems. But they're all solvable, and you have to keep that in mind. And you have to allow yourself. This is why training is so important. So not only training it on the mat. Okay, this is what Carl originally meant by, you know, you must adapt and improvise. Okay. What's that, Liam? No, it says leave quietly. That's a cue. Oh, that. Where? Yeah, leave oh. quietly. Teach my son how to read. He's completely homegrown. Come in here, young man. This guy is such a cool dude. Such a cool dude. Here, come and squeeze in over here. There we go. There we go. Such a nice guy. Okay. So um, that's why we do training. Now, Carl meant it in terms of grappling, which is completely relevant, but it ex it extrapolates beyond that, okay? It extrapolates into business and other fields. So when you train a lot, there there's a, uh, a Nobel Prize winning, um, he's actually, I think, a psychologist, but he won the Nobel Prize in economics, Daniel Kahneman. He wrote a great book called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow. And in that book, uh, he basically has this premise that, that, uh, sorry, just making sure I'm not muted. Uh, he has this premise that there, 
he kind of gets rid of it. And I like this a lot because, you know, I, I, I studied hypnosis pretty in depth for, for a number of years. And I think the unconscious is a stupid concept. I don't think it's actually how the brain works after doing a lot of work in the field. He has this idea that there's the fast part of the brain and the slow part of the brain. Okay. The fast part of the brain is, let's say you enter into a wrestling match and you're not trained. You're kind of spazzy. You don't know what to do. It's just reactive brain, right? Like just quick thought, just instant reaction, knee-jerk reaction brain. When you sit down and go over a move a million times, it's awkward at first, but eventually you get it to where it's smooth and you're just, now it's, you've moved something from the analytical thoughtful part to the knee-jerk quick part of the brain. That's the purpose of training, okay? So let's say it's tennis. You sit there and you practice your serve a million times. You know, it's basketball. You practice free throws and layups, right? Baseball, you try to hit the ball, you play catch. Football, you, you know, you run patterns, whatever the thing is, but these drills, okay? In grappling, it's no different. In wrestling, you drill, 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 drill. They say drillers make killers, okay? But this, this can also apply to business. You can role play, you can do scenario analysis, these things, so you can drill these and practice and get good at certain things. But the reason you do that is because this idea of pivoting, of adapting and improvising, that is relevant when you're having to think fast, sometimes. And it's relevant when you have to think slow as well. So the think fast is kind of the automatic part of your body, but you can train that by repetition, okay? That's why it's sometimes important to listen to the same book on tape. For example, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I've really been, to me, my approach from day one has always been go learn from the very, very, very best. Go learn from the very best, okay? I mean, the best that, that is possible for you. So for me, that was uh, entering into grad school. What's up, Dan, you wanna say hi? Come on, squeeze in here, Billy already said hi. Just watch your legs, Liam. I was just going Come here. You got to lean all the way to get over here. What's up? That's my other son. This is Danzig. Yep. Hello. Hi. So, um, thanks for stopping by, Dan. Um, I can't, now I can't remember what. Hey, what's up, Marco? Good to see you, bro. Let me give you a wave. So, you know, this is... I can't remember where I was at, but I know that I was talking about training and about adapting and improvising because that's the theme today. Uh, sorry, when my kids come in, I get like discombobulated. So um, the thing is, is that, you know, oh, I, I wanted to train for, with the very best. And so I would go to Carl Gotch. I would go to Wade Schaus. I would go to Josh Barnett. I would go to Billy Robinson. I went to Billy, Ro Billy and Carl. I was talking with him all the time. Billy, not only that, I was, he, for seven years, uh, I apprenticed under that guy. It was hard. I'm not gonna joke, man. And, you know, I, I uh, like, I can't even count the number of times that we worked together. And I'm grateful for it. And nobody else did, did the amount that I did. The only person who jumped on and got it, like I did, that much, 
uh, were a, co- a handful of guys like Sam, uh, who is a coach with Scientific Wrestling, uh, Jesse and Luis and and, and uh, Ricky. A handful of guys jumped on to try to get all the information they could working with the best. Well, you know, I've done that in grappling and extrapolated, modeled, systematized, and and taken my ability to convey complex ideas and make them digestible for people. That's that's what I'm really good at. One of the many things that I can do fairly well. And so, um, hey, will you go check on that, son? So um, we have the dogs barking upstairs. I just want to make sure everything's all right. So, you know, the thing is, is I've done that now in business. I got my master's in financial math. That is like the hardest subject, in my opinion. And I think it's an opinion shared by a lot of people. The most analytical, hardcore, requires the most breadth of knowledge and depth of knowledge. And I got my master's science in it in 2002. And that was even before I started entrepreneurship, hardcore. I was just kind of doing side hustles and stuff. Uh, Founded Scientific Wrestling in 2003. Started, you know, trying to learn from everybody. And the great thing is, dude, books are fantastic. I I have a library, my entire, it drives my wife crazy because I have so many books. It's like, it's kind of crazy. It's pretty ridiculous. I probably should get rid of some of them. But, um, uh, you know, books are a fantastic way to connect with the greatest minds in the world. And it took me beyond finance into philosophy and a lot of things that I'm very passionate about, right? But I did on the business side, hooked up with guys like Brandon Dawson, who was able to sell his company for something like 70 times, 77 times earnings for a hundred, a $2 million a year company for $150 million. That's insane. I'm going to sit at the feet of that guy. And I have for a couple of years and I'm grateful for it. Grant Cardone is another one. Uh, to a lesser extent, some other guys that, that, that I've uh, invested heavily in, uh, Dave Ramsey, um, all these guys trying to learn and better myself. You know, and it doesn't mean I agree with everybody on everything. I don't. But I will say that, that with regards to the, the whole 10x thing, um, they're pretty congruent with all my prior beliefs and have turned me on to a lot of other things that are super valuable. And, and so with regards to, let's say, my pivot and adapt, my most recent one, which is the Scientific Wrestler um, program, I figured out, like, guys, okay, if I want, I'm on a mission. My mission, as ever, get every man, woman, and child on planet Earth involved with, the, with scientific wrestling as either a fan, athlete, coach, or a promoter, okay? So if I'm going to get that massive goal, every person on Earth, that's like 8 billion people, dude. That's a lot. That's a big fucking crazy goal. <laughs> a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, okay? I am really, I'm aiming for that, okay? Uh, but if I'm going to do that, I need to help people help me. So I looked, I sat back during COVID and I'm like, okay, what do I, what assets, what do I, what can I do and how can I put this together in such a way? And I was never really able to integrate all the different parts of my life until I really sat down and hammered this out. It took a minute, right? For years, people were like, "Wow, do you have an affiliate program? Do you have an affiliate gym program? I was like, no, I don't. I don't have one. And I wasn't interested in it. For years, I pushed back on it. Every, you know, even my people who came up through my system using my name. Amy or Fort Lauderdale.
the Ford Attractions Association, uh, Sandra and I are going to get up on stage and, and give a presentation there. So um, I'm like, this weekend's going to be tough. I may not even show up on Monday. In fact, yeah, I probably won't be able to do the podcast next week until Wednesday because I'll be gone. So that said, if I can help you, I'm always available on social media. You can send me a DM. Uh, if I can help you real quick, no problem. I, I'd love to. I'll even jump on the phone with you for 15 minutes, give you 15 minutes of my time. Uh, I won't tell you what's that, what that's worth because my hourly is outrageous, but I give people 15 minutes if, if those people want to take the initiative and take the risk of being polarizing. But guess what? If you're polarizing, you're making a difference, okay? Just be ethical and kind about it if you can. Uh, if somebody's fucking with you, well, fuck them. But, um, you know, be and even then, be ethical and be kind as much as you can. But get control of the situation. So, uh, guys, I really appreciate you. As ever, number one coaching, N-O-1, N-O, numeral one, coaching.com. That's one way you can look at all the different ways I can help you with your business. Um, coaching catch, if you want me to tighten up the catch wrestling game. Um, a scientific wrestler, if you want to actually do what I do, and it's the best thing in the world to make a living in the wrestling business. Um, or uh, what was the definition of the original definition? Manager or promoter of theatrical promotion. Now, I like actual sport. Uh, I don't I don't the theatrical part. But sometimes you have to add a little bit of theatrics around the competition, and then it gets really good, right? That's like what UFC does, uh, Pride, those kind of guys. Anyway, I all, I always appreciate you guys tuning in, and, and I'm here for you. So hit me up, and have a wonderful day. Thanks, guys. And be polarizing enough, please. Peace out.